Hello and welcome to the Geeks Friday the 13th Retrospective Podcast presented by WeAreTessellate.com where every Monday and every Friday we'll be covering a new instalment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. Geeks! Geeks, geeks, geeks! Oh, who gave him sugar? Good that point. Geeks! Geeks! Hello, welcome back to our Geeks Friday, the 13th retrospective special. We are now at part nine. Jason goes to hell, colon. Nueve. Nuevo. Wait, what is it? Ocho. Nueve. I don't nine know. in Spanish. Then, excellent. The final Friday. Not that any of you guys would know. Q in Japanese, right? Even less useful information. Every week, we're watching a new Friday 13th film and we're putting up our review of it. Joining me on this voyage, Katie Watson. Hola. And Justin Maraconda. Hola. So yeah, we're up to number nine now. This is New Line. Has taken over. Paramount made the first eight films. 1993, New Line uh, made a new one. Uh, They took... uh, How long did they take? They took four years uh, in between Jason Takes Manhattan before they did this one. Mm. This is the first one without Friday the 13th in its header. The first one, as I just said, by New Line Cinema taking over. And they decide, what do you decide to do when you buy a property that's made more money than almost any film franchise in history? Even Even its biggest slump made three times its budget back just in box office. What do you decide to do? Let's do one and call it Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday as our first Friday 13th film. So we got this new property, you guys. See? We're going to take it. We're going to end it. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to make no more money. I'm looking at the um, synopsis for this movie on IMDb, and it's just one ten sentence that oh, says, geez. Serial killer Jason Voorhees' supernatural origins are revealed. <laughs> so this movie, let me go through... Which isn't accurate. Yeah, not accurate Let me all. go through the story, okay? And then we can uh, get into how we feel about it. So you begin in normal Friday the 13th fashion. A lone girl is turning up at a cabin near Crystal Lake. Um, she has to change the light bulb. There's some spooky things go on. She disrobes, gets her boobs out. Get, Jason turns up. Shower. Uh, she has to run away from him, goes running through the woods. Um, and he's about to kill her. And then, nope, you realize it was all a trap. She's actually an undercover uh, FBI agent. Loads of SWAT teams just fall out of trees and under appear from under leaves. A helicopter just comes tons in. Tons of guns. Shotgun. Just tons of guns. And they, and uh, all these spotlights turn on. And they just uh, riddle Jason with bullets. And then sounds like an airstrike goes off. A couple of bombs come in, blow him up in smithereens. Pieces fly everywhere. Everyone does the hilarious uh, 90s kind of applause. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, good job! We did it, guys! <laughs> and then we reveal a mysterious man in the background with a hat watching. He goes, I don't think so. Yeah. Cut to uh, the morgue. They've taken away Jason. Well, no, actually, what you cut to is a weird sort of newsreel. Uh, section yeah. where they explain some of the history of Jason. American it's, crime or something. No. Was it? Yeah, um, something like that. Case. It's like crime classified. Crime or cases or something. Yeah. We solidify some details about Jason. He was indeed, as we had put together before, aged around about 40 when he died um, or when he becomes J- zombie Jason anyway. Uh, they say he was born in 1946. He died at 11 or was supposed to die at 11 as a child. Um, he has done 83 murders up until this point. Um, some, I think. Then you quickly move on into... 
uh, weird territory. There's a bounty hunter called Duke who is saying Jason isn't actually dead. Jason has never had a real body. He is essentially a spirit that travels from person to person. And if they want to have him actually dead, they need to pay him $500,000. Then you cut back to, I guess, near Crystal Lake, um, where there's a diner and a lady called... I've forgotten her name, actually. Don't care. Um, But it turns out, uh, in a twist later on, she is part of the Voorhees family. Because Oh, Jess. No, Diane. Diane. Because um, meant the owner of the cafe. Because surprise, Jason had a sister, which is this lady. She has a daughter named Jessica, and Jessica has another daughter named Stephanie. Stephanie the baby. Stephanie. That people Stephanie leave in boxes. The baby. Uh, so it starts a convoluted plot of Jason's spirit essentially traveling from person to person um the guy in the morgue gets his spirit in him to begin with by eating his decaying still beating heart holy crap um and then from then on tends to kiss people with a weird black snake tongue um to (laughs) get his spirit into people dude's literally kissing everyone (laughs) what a man whore That, so wait, 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 let's just get through town. this. Let's so get through this. Jason party. Yeah. Let's Jason just to get laid. Then, um, I've lost my, I've lost my beat now. You're this welcome. incredible plot. You're Thank welcome. you, guys. We, we ended at kissing people. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so the plot of him kissing people, possessing different people, um, a bounty hunter who's mostly locked behind bars for most of the movie, but who's trying to track him down. And turns out, and then, yeah, some other guy is trying to track him down. It doesn't really matter. What it turns out is that Jason's um, spirituality can <laughs> only, <laughs> basically, Jason can only be killed by, by another Voorhees. Voorhees. And he can only be brought to the, back to life by another Voorhees. Which is kind of strange, because technically, since he's possessing people, he is back to life. As much as Jason ever is. In yeah, but he terms said that those bodies around. are temporary. Like, they get damaged. Oh, okay. He can't sustain life in one of those bodies he okay. has to be so to be indestructible jason so jason essentially is trying to get he's killed the the his sister in a michael myers style um and now he's trying to get her his niece and his yeah. baby grand grand niece i guess yeah. and get inside one of them oh yeah so that oh. he can be born again as jason while everyone else is I guess trying to kill them? Is that what the Duke is trying to do? Because that's the only way. Duke oh no, sorry. He's no. giving them. Sorry, my bad. I really just blacked out. We literally just watched this movie and I blacked out parts of it. <laughs> There's a knife, which when a Voorhees member holds it, turns into a super Highlander sword. Yeah. And magically can kill Jason. Uh, most of the movie <laughs> is without Jason and just these weird other dudes wandering around biting people no not biting people kissing people yeah just <laughs> man on man around. action for really, most of the yeah, film he and didn't then, possess a girl he, no yeah it was quite sexist and then you get to the end of the movie uh he does uh who, who does it's his niece he uh manages to get inside no for it's his sister word. it's his dead sister oh he gets body. inside a dead sister of course he does yeah so yeah. why would you kill her or i don't whatever no he was trying to i'll let you get through the plot yeah it's hard to just get through the plot. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he, um, it. I was there. So his sister is killed. He gets inside his dead sister's body. Comes back as Jason as an explosive jump through the floorboards and definitely in one of the happier moments in the film because mm-hmm. Jason's actually back. Um, goes on a very brief, frustrated rampage, and then gets stabbed with the stabby magical Highlander sword. Uh, some cool, and I say cool in a very ironic way. 1993. 
uh, sort of, again, Highlandery electrical effects happen. Jason's spirit seems to go up to heaven. His spirit seems to go up to heaven. It doesn't really go up. It just no, it goes up first. There's yeah. all these little bits go up first, and then the light comes back down. The yeah, and they go, nah. Yeah. Send them back. And then a bunch of Muppet arms come out of the ground and pull him into the mud um, where exactly. he disappears. The His niece walks away with his grandniece and the boyfriend Baby's into the daddy. sunset. His Jason's mask is still there in the sand. And then the final nod to New Line, who owned this other property. Freddy's glove comes out and pulls Jason's mask while cackling into hell, I guess. Well, into the dirt. That's yeah, I know, dirt. but I think, I think he's just planting people. a garden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Q credits, Q the end of the final Friday, and Q obviously a setup for versus films, which is what New Line were definitely more interested in, as we'll get into later with some of the details of this movie. Jason doesn't need your stupid Freddy. Jason is cool all on his own. Oh so I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I've only watched this one once. Why not? Why aren't you I, watching this like every week? Yeah, <laughs> I hated this movie so much Probably the first time the I saw it uh, that I never returned to it. So this is my first time, but I'm going to talk last about it because um, I want to hear what you guys think. It was definitely fun watching your faces <laughs> as things began to happen. I think from the opening sequence, you both kind of knew what to expect and then the SWAT people turn no. up and you're like, oh, hang on, what's really going on here? I really had no idea. Yeah. I thought... I, but that's what I mean. You think you know what you're expecting and then they definitely... You've got to give them one thing. They subvert your expectations. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. mess with you in that opening for sure. I, for some weird off-the-wall reason, I thought for some brief moment that we were actually going to get like a Dante's Inferno sort of thing of jason actually that's being what i was in thinking hell. too that's what i thought and oh. i was a little bit i was like even if that's super cheesy and muppety and like characterized i was like that would still be kind of fun and cool and then you know they make a big deal out of the opening credits thing where they're like jason goes to hell and then it's like great i'm kind of excited about this it'll be something new and different and then it was not that it was new and different to be fair this movie is not like any of the other friday the 13th movies definitely not it had yeah. No, tell me anything. Tell no, me. Some- I was bummed because yeah, there was definitely a an Evil Dead thing that flowed through it, um, even to the point of showing the Necronomicon, and it would have been so much fun to actually align it with an Evil Dead story. And Bruce Campbell would have kicked the shit out of that character. Instead, it was played by like some Donald Glover wannabe in a cowboy hat, smoking a cigar with lame dialogue, and it was like it needed some brevity brought into it that that character did not provide but which should have been brought in by that character and he was terrible and i don't know it just it was all over the place and went nowhere all at the same time and it just was like i hate those dramatic reveals that happen from nowhere where it's like jason had a sister that no one knew about and hasn't been talked about this entire time even though she's still alive and lives right next to camp crystal like don't you think that's a terrible idea and wouldn't he have come after her way before this Especially if she's only four miles away. Yeah, it's the only signpost they could afford. And why only now? And how does that only one bounty hunter, why does a bounty hunter even exist? Why does he even know that story and no one else has put that together yet? Justin, (laughs) do you like this movie? Oh. Oh, I can't even express Drink some more of your Coca-Cola. Get your energy levels up. You seem to be drowning a little. No, no, it just, it it took a lot out of me. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't even know where to begin. Um, well, it went on this weird journey. I don't, yeah. So, 
you know, everyone's having sex with each other, but Jason's just bringing it back to the roots, you know, very incestual, um, trying to combine the family. And the family involved. It was just weird. It was so bizarre. Okay, the beginning, you're like, okay, maybe this is going to be like, you know, back to the cabins killing thing. No, it's guns, explosions, everyone high-fiving. What that was insane. I don't even know. I thought Did it was you not enjoy that reveal then? Did you think I mean it was kind of it was different. I was like, okay, cool. All right. I, I, let's see where they go. Is this gonna be like they decide they're going to test his organs, you know, do experiments, whatever. But then the doctor who doesn't even know it doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. Like I don't know why they chose this guy. Bites the heart. And then it just goes down. Maybe uphill from there. <laughs> Depending what you want from your yeah. film. Um, it so is to... that when it lost you? Like, when did this film lose you guys? <laughs> um, what was the losing part? I think it was... I don't... Whoa. Was there it a lost me point, in like... the credits. Every single second ago. <laughs> the opening with the, credits. With these fire texts that didn't even have uh, any movement. And it. it was just like, uh, we'll have the, the letters and we'll just have a picture of it still fire. And then it play the same damn song you can swear <laughs> and it was just so bad it's it would take you out of the movie if it didn't have that i would have been like okay i know what i'm in for but then it was like trying way too hard and then everyone was just yeah i just, love you did turn to me at the beginning of this film like, do we have to yeah <laughs> can we not do we have on? to and then it turned yeah the highlander sort of was like what is this mystical bullshit now sorry i mean it's it was a different approach but yeah what you were saying, like it's the, she lives still by Crystal Lake. No one decides to like talk to that family. You know, I would I would assume still people would not be called the Voorhees house. Yeah, and everyone's nice to her. Like, who? Yeah. I feel like the town would be super pissed. People would be like, "Don't talk to her," and the diner would be just like more empty. And she's dating the sheriff, hmm. which I was also like, "Do you think that's a great idea?" <laughs> the sheriff is dating. Miss Voorhees. Yeah. Whose brother killed <laughs> so many people. And works in a diner where the manager is like, let's just totally have a two for one Jason is dead special. Hey, thanks for your brother not existing anymore. Yeah. Let's go ahead and, you know, run a burger special. Um, but I think where it lost me was my issue that I have with a lot of horror films, which I think you and I have talked about before, Al, is that I need a mask a lot of times if that is the premise that has been set up yeah. from the beginning, which Jason has that premise and some of the only, well, there was one other one where he doesn't have a mask or he's not even present or something. Well, no, number five, Jason isn't in it, but yeah. the guy wears a mask. He wears yeah. the blue version right. you know, yeah. of the mask. So there's always this kind of anonymity that's built into him. And as, as well, the omnipresence of him where he's kind of like the teleportation of he couldn't have physically been there and then there and then there and then there. But now you just have random oafish looking men just like oh, just scrounging around in woods yeah. with like blood dripping from their mouth and then just looking more and more zombie-esque and then you know exactly that it's them there's not there's none of that like built-in fear of the unknown anymore yeah. you just have a regular human being that you know you can kill that's just kind of impersonating somebody who's much more terrifying. Okay. So it was, I was, I literally cheered when we actually had Jason, you know, jump up through the floorboard or whatever, because it was almost just like, thank God to have the actual affliction back. 
Mm-hmm. There was no because uh, there was no scare at all before. It was just some dude running through the woods killing girls. Yeah, there was also not any. I, I mean, you would see the people and you wouldn't feel any like, oh, well, yeah. there's a chance that you might. It's like, okay, they're going to come and it's just going to play through the story. Like in the other Jason or Friday the 13th films, there was, you didn't know which direction to go. You're like, okay, you might go down that door, but then there's a body there. You know, he yeah, always yeah. would set up something or take yeah. away things. But it was well, just, yeah, there's not a tight controlled yeah. environment here. It's it's sprawling. And yeah, it's it was just like, place. oh, we're going down this hole. So I have... I, I really I used to hate horror films when I was a kid and I've told this I think a little bit on this podcast but I just found because of stuff like this so when I got to this one the first time I nearly stopped as a kid even though I was just getting into horror films because I kind of saw some of the comic booky corners of a character like Jason and you get to this and you have this horrible it's just an ugly ugly film it's very um, it's very what I used to think in my head horror films were and now you go back to these other Friday films bless you um, and they're actually quite um, bless you <laughs> Uh, they're not very grubby you know they're actually kind of you know like we said before quite antiquated and kind of you know endearing in a weird way some of them this one's not it's very ugly and the point where the medic eats his heart that was the thing for me it was just like this is everything that i had about horror this is why i don't want to watch horror just ugly people doing ugly things for ugly reasons Mm -hmm. and it, it was not interesting to me at all there's nothing scary about it and there's nothing fun about it so i didn't get it um, and looking back on this movie, all I'd ever remember is the Freddy Glove, which at the time, we'll get to that later for sure, but at the time was very exciting because that's all anybody wanted was a Freddy vs. Jason film. We now live in a post-Freddy v. Jason world, so it's not as exciting, but at the time, that was exciting. Um, and this guy eating the heart, and then obviously the opening fake-out scene. They're the only three things I remembered about this movie, really. Um, and it was weird now coming back to it because... It's an awful Jason film. Let's just get that out of the way. Like, it's a dreadful Friday the 13th movie. It does not... It's not even, I was going to say it doesn't understand what, the, what those movies are, but it does. It just does a middle finger to them. It understands exactly what those movies are because it does it in the opening scene right. and purposely plays up all those tropes. It's, but, and then it decides to do a middle finger and do something completely different with that. That Yeah, it is absolutely part Evil Dead, part Freddy, part, you know just weird 80s movies um part of zombie movies and it's it the problem is now coming back to it is i understand it more now i get it i get what they're doing i actually think it's a better movie than part eight just because they Mm -hmm. definitely had an idea and they definitely had like were trying to have fun with it there's a lot of weird kooky like camera things that they do with it there's a lot of very vicious deaths in this movie that we'll get to in a minute. Um, and they're for sure trying to enjoy themselves, you know, by playing around with the lore and re-sculpting it for their own purposes. I just fucking hate everything that they're doing with it. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of weird because, yeah, it's like you're saying, like, honestly, you go back and, and honestly, if you're listening to this, hopefully you haven't yet watched the movie. You probably have. But if you haven't, go and watch this movie and when you watch it, watch it as The Evil Dead. Just imagine it as an Evil uh. Dead sequel. And imagine it with Duke as Bruce Campbell, Maybe played by like him. Maybe just like the Bruce Campbell mask and just like put it on the screen for where the black guy yep. comes in. Because it'll make it better. And if you just hear Bruce Campbell's voice in your head instead of that guy's voice, it'll just like bring you a little bit of serenity. Really, you can imagine the whole film basically was an Evil Dead script and they shelved it and then they took it off and they re-sculpted it to be this Jason film. It really plays like that. You've got a spirit going from house to house. You've got the woods. You've got the actual Necronomicon is in this film now there's a lot of nods to other franchises here you got a nod to john carpenter and 
the thing with an Arctic Expedition crate that's in their basement. Um, you've got a nod to Carpenter, uh, sorry, Myers Place that they say is just down the road, mm-hmm. as in Michael Myers from Halloween. You've got, um, what was that? I've got somewhere on my list. There was another one that came in. Um, obviously, you've got the Nightmare on Elm Street Club at the end. Right. And yeah, the actual Necronomicon is a big, it's not like it's just there in the background. It's there on the table yeah, in the Voorhees house. He opens it, looks through it, and they're definitely saying, the lore of Jason is tied in to the lore of the evil dead. That's 100% what they're pointing at. Um, and how fantastical they make it all definitely goes down that road. And I think this would have worked as a bad Evil Dead film if you had had you know, Bruce Campbell in it and someone who could carry the movie. But the, the other problem, other than it being a bad Friday the 13th movie, is just that there's no, yet again, there's no lead in this movie. Jessica, who I guess is meant to be the lead... You don't get to till nearly halfway through the movie. You have a long extended opening sequence. Then you get to her mother. Mm-hmm. And then she finally passes the torch to Jessica later. And, I, and I'm just really confused with who I'm going to be rooting for. And then there's a spat of just characters just running around. And it's a mess. It's just a complete mess. And an ugly mess. So why, briefly, why would not... Where did this knife come from? Yeah. That is the magical spear knife. Well, where did this bounty and hunter come from? Why would not her everything? mother have had it instead of this bounty hunter it's, owning it? It's just like wouldn't it? I think <clears throat> it would have been cooler if it would have been the mom who did the reveal to mm-hmm. the daughter and said like, "This is the knife you need to use." You know, maybe it was in like a case above the mantel place, something cheesy like that, or in a box under the bed, or even like next to the Necronomicon under the bed. Yeah. You know, it's like you never ever associate her mother with that house. Like you never see anyone living in it. And it's like, so there's never this justification of her mother's relationship or past of her own past. Mm -hmm. And so there's no like, Oh, we, I don't go to that house anymore or I should have burned it down or sold it or done something. There's just, there's this this ambivalence that they add to so many characters that makes them it just leaves you wanting more like it just leaves you kind of grasping at straws and having to put together your own story when it could so easily they should have just dotted those i's and crossed those t's because it makes you angry as a viewer because you want that story you want to be along with that ride and instead you're like wait who da what why did she who who's that guy why where did that and you you break that uh you know you're being involved in that story because you pull yourself out of it voluntarily trying to justify people's reactions and reasoning in this film but that's why it feels like a spec script for me then adjusted to a jason film and i have no idea or anything to back that up if that's what it was but it feels like yeah it was written with other intentions and then they had to shoehorn in jason (laughs) so the only way to do that is to shoehorn in this family and i don't i mean yeah it's dumb and it's stupid but i wouldn't i would give them the benefit of the doubt if this was a fun jason movie of okay cool fine there's a house and his sister lives out there whatever whatever you need to give me a good jason film but then they don't give you a good jason film they give you a bad evil dead film and that's just my quintessential problem with it is and but it is a switch in my head as i was watching it again i'm like this is fucking horrible and then when i realized that and i flicked that switch i was like oh it's all right as an awful you know b-grade evil dead movie but it's just as a as a jason movie it just sucks Mm -hmm. did it even take place on a friday or specifically friday the 13th there's nothing to do with yeah there's no mention of friday the 13th in this one at all um i think i think but to be fair it's not called friday 13th this one it's the last friday but i don't even think it's friday the final friday because even if they would have fully embraced the evil dead aspect of things 
then you could just paint this town as a place where supernatural things happen and people have become adjusted to that. And then therefore you could have a very monotone storyline and the dialogue that you did get from these characters, because it's something that is a neutral ground for them at this point where they're like, yeah, you know, Ash comes in and he's like killed eight other demons in this town. And this is kind of what he does. And Jason's like the ultimate demon for him. And so he's taken it upon himself because he knows the lore of all of this and he's an expert yeah, in the and supernatural. And that's definitely where they're going. Like I that, know, but they, they should have just trumped that up. This film is obviously keeping all doors open. They were having licensing problems for years to get Freddy and Jason together. They then, um, yeah, obviously when they did a, a new line, they were under the same house. Yeah. So they knew it was coming at some point and they knew people wanted Ash in a film as well. Army of Darkness was just coming out at this point, wasn't it? It's was 93, I think, Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. The Evil Dead was still in its heyday back then. Um, and you know Halloween was obviously doing well Um, so they're just trying to open all these doors I think really so they had all the options for later on I don't think they had any clue I would have just gone you know even if you couldn't get Bruce Campbell in there and you couldn't name your character Ash just go something close by to that and then either just like represent that style of character though in here instead of doing a human bounty hunter who just goes after like the FBI's most wanted. Yeah. But yeah. all of a sudden he knows so much about, about the this lore. family and the heritage. Yeah. They could they could have just made it where it was a character who had the same traits and whatever Ash and sure. be like, How do you know all this? And he goes, Uh it's I worked for a guy for a while. Yeah, or like, I know a yeah. guy or something. Yeah. I show it as smart. Yeah, see, that would have been... No, yeah, there's there's tons of wasted opportunities. Um, You do have Kane Hodder, who plays Jason again here for the second to last time. Mullet, 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 mullet. And yeah, mullet mullet security guard dude, which they have fun with, with a little nod in the uh, yeah, American Crime what TV he report. He's like, Jason sucks or something. He's like, he's he's like, like Jason's he's dead, like, huh? Sucks. Yeah. He talks crap about him. Um, yeah, the the, open, the the American crime TV report was really weird. It's kind of this natural-born killer-style thing, and it really stamps down they're trying to go for satire. They really mm-hmm. are. like They're trying to go, we know what we're doing, we understand you know what you expect, and we're trying to throw that back at you. Unfortunately, they're just not smart enough or talented enough to do it well. Well, I took it, you know, the op- well, not the opening scene, but the, the morgue scene where the assistant morgue guy comes in, and he's like, well, would you want to it's like rare that you get to say what you would want to say to Jason Voorhees. And so he just starts ranting off like, fuck this guy, you know, big bulbous piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. And he just, and I was like, this is kind of like, to me, what the director is trying to say, but can't say it out loud. So he was like kind of trying to transition or funnel his feelings through another character. And it was just kind of like, We've watched these films for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a, a standard following of people. He's made more money than any of your films have done. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, that the franchise got bought out by like some really snobby rich kids yeah. who were like, like we can make better. it better and we're going to just like kind of shove the paradigm aside and we're going to, you know, use it for our own intentions. Yeah. So it just kind of felt yeah. like... This is, yeah, like I said, this is New Orleans Cinema. This is the house that Freddie built. And, it, and while this film... You know, doesn't feel like a Freddy film. It has Freddy tropes in there of how the kills are done, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, there's an obnoxiousness to it, definitely. Of you know, we can fuck with this property now it's and like have a fun with it. Surliness to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, which definitely, like, yeah, as we keep saying, as a Friday Thirteenth fan, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but let's talk about. So we talked about a lot of stuff we don't like about it, which is a huge meat of the movie. Yeah. But the point is that Jason is here and the kills. So Jason has a new look in this movie when he is around, which is only for two scenes. Um, he is bigger than ever, even though he's still played by Kane Hodder. 
he, they've kind of gone back to his hillbilly sort of sort of very deformed head with hair yeah. tendrils falling down mm-hmm. uh, but then they've morphed his mask into his face yeah. so it looks melted into it yeah there's almost like muscles that have come down and absorbed it, it in like yeah which personally i really don't like uh, for me it just doesn't look cool it looks really ugly yeah. and it's another signifier of these makers to me where the horror has to be ugly rather than cool sort of thing which i get mm-hmm. i guess ugly is more terrifying but that's not why i watch these films i want jason to look cool yeah you did point out he had the the his exposed spinal cord again yeah which, which is, is cool. definitely better um but for me definitely not my favorite look for jason i thought mm-hmm. it was a f- kind of forced 80s muscle sort of approach to him um we get i mean the production values are weirdly look way up in this film compared to the last one even though this one costs less money this one costs the same amount as part six the one mm. that we liked um and it made just about a million dollars more in the box office than the last one um so only a little bit more i think people were pissed off by the last one but four years have gone by so you know yeah. they're willing to give it another go um we get one dude butt dude yeah. butt and we get three pairs of boobs in this yeah. movie which is one of the highest for the series um and we also get a lot of kills so the kills in this movie i thought were not necessarily brutal kills but brutal in how they're executed the sound design the yeah. camera movements made them seem a lot more vicious mm-hmm. and nasty definitely more visceral um we had the tense split um where he sort of you don't see it but again implied in quite a nasty yeah. way well you just see like the upwards motion of the spear thing or whatever it is he shoves into her yeah and then you get the kind of the yeah. guy's point of view of you know seeing it and you hear like kind of that motion of feeling like she just got sliced upwards in half that's what i mean i think the sound was actually pretty good not yeah. the music the music's awful yeah but the sound the post uh of the deaths too were like very gorish yeah like mm-hmm. you're like they got we well, got that arm break with the guy in the oh, yeah, outside the cafe, yeah. Oh, yeah. and he breaks the arm, and the bones nicest just splinter guy. out. He was the nicest the entire, guy. entire show. He was the nicest guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got the face teeth kill where, with yeah, the elbow yeah. to the yeah, face. and her face is just kind of concaved in. Yeah. You got uh, that lady with the hairnet thing who got her body like shoved in the door. Oh yeah, yeah. that was like super head. quick, and un- yeah. you didn't really think that was gonna happen, but then it was like wow. Yeah. Um, but they're going for it in a bit more of a goofy manner, so it's not as like the the only applause is this film got when Jason came back, and then a couple of those kills because they were kind of cool and kind of fun and punchy. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember what took me out of the movie. What? When he shaved the guy. Oh yeah. And then he kissed him. What is that <laughs> about? That was so weird. It's like yeah. I don't. So Jason, well, not Jason, but the spirit of Jason, <laughs> in one of his bodies, yeah, takes one of his so people, strange. kidnaps them, takes them back to the Voorhees house. After he shoves the lady in the door, in the car door. Yeah, mm-hmm. ties him down with leather straps. And then in front of a roaring fire. He's naked too. Yeah, yeah, the guy's completely naked. And then he meticulously shaves his mustache before his, making like, out with him to do job. his possession thing. Yeah. It's like, is he, does he not he kiss like people who have mustaches? Because so he went to do the, the tongue thing and then stopped and then like lathered him up and shaved him and then did it. So weird. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Such a weird scene. Oh yeah, my God. That's why I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I <laughs> think like, that I'm was done. when I... you were like, do we have to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so Dude, this so movie, strange. you were saying a bunch of things. I'm like, man, I, I remember it now and you saying it, but I, I completely just, you're blocking things I blocked immediately. It. I yeah. blocked it. <laughs> um, 
and then he had uh yeah i mean there were a couple actually the other place where i definitely clapped the most was when the dude did a handcuff hop in the hallway the yeah dude with handcuffs oh, behind his back and definitely. he just suddenly like, jumps out of them yeah <laughs> that was pretty cool yeah. that was pretty crazy um and there was a cool little bullet shot camera they tried at one oh, point yeah. which didn't work but that's what i mean the things they were trying to do i i get now like yeah. i'm like okay you have intentions that i kind of admire you just didn't have the talent to pull it off. And mm-hmm. this is the wrong movie to do that yeah. with. You shouldn't do these things with a Friday the 13th yeah. movie. You can maybe do it with a Nightmare movie, which you've owned for, you know, a decade now. Um, and then Jessica herself, who, who weirdly looked a bit like Tina from part seven. Tina. Yeah. Tina. Tina. Um... You guys are both going in very different directions with yeah. your penis, by the way. <laughs> I'm doing the Nightmare on Elm Street. He's doing the Bob's Burgers one. Lana? No. Can't just jump from Tina to Lana. So then we leave it. Yeah, with Jason. Also, just want to give a shout out to that diner girl for holding her ground for such a long time. And she's just. And then she says, go to hell, right? Oh, yeah. Or something, and then yeah. she pulls she's her. She's the sawed-off shotgun chick, and she's like, yeah. oh, yeah, she's cool. Dude, she was kicking ass. She was just yeah. taking nice. She, like, and... she knew she wasn't going to win it, but she was like, I'm oh, going to. yeah. She was going down yeah. with a fight. Yeah. She could have She was way more ash than the black guy Yeah, was, I kind of, so. that's what I mean. I kind of feel like if you took the bounty hunter role, and you took her role, and you just made them the same character, mm-hmm. yeah. then that would be it. She like, that's how it should have She could have laughed. She literally could have survived, but she was like, nah doing this for the baby because she cared about that baby it was a cute baby yeah um she also was scrubbing the blood off the floor before yeah that was like yeah so she knew they don't have maids in this place or whatever (laughs) that lady was there's no housekeepers if someone dies in your house you gotta clean it up she's like your mother we were good friends i owe her my life literally because she was there she was like i'm gonna clean the blood from this floor take care of the baby take it to my job put it in my crate yeah (laughs) And then fight Jason. Like, what the hell? What was that all about? What was that? Why was she so inclined to save, like, that family? It was a boring town. Yeah, yeah. nothing else to do. She's like, yeah, I was, she was like, I've been training all my life for this moment. Well, the whole town, all we see is a sign to the lake of Camp Crystal Lake, which is four miles away. Mm-hmm. Always four miles away, exactly. Yeah. That's the only signpost they can make. Voorhees House, the cafe. That's about it. Well, you see her mom's house. But you never see the town. You never no. see a street. No. Well, not even one cutaway street. No. It's very weird. No. Um, yeah, you don't even see them driving through anywhere. No. Besides on the Not even one cursory shot. Highway area, if you want to even call it that. Just a diner in the middle of nowhere, which yeah. does exist for sure. Sure. In Ohio. Because, um, yeah, this is set in Ohio heading to Crystal oh, Lake. Oh, no, office. we're at Crystal Lake, you but it's not right the, there. The sheriff's office at the police station oh, yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. So we end with Jason dead again. Sort of. Taken to hell this time. So he's stuck down there in hell. Um, with that red striped sweater. Without knowing where it's going next, where would you guys be as oh a fan God. of the Friday 13th? So would you be dumb by now? I would be picketing. <laughs> I would be so mad I'd, I'd boycott. Be writing very sternly worded yeah. letters. <laughs> to whom it may concern. Is there any way for you, again, without knowing where it's about to head, for them to save this series or do you think it's just kind of you know what there's no way you can win back i think i would have one more left in me you say this each time we ask about it so like you know what i fucking hated this movie but yeah because you can only hope for better (laughs) i get literally i don't know what they would do that would make it worse space (laughs) i mean besides space yeah if they were to come out be like jason goes to mars be like i'm out yeah well 
where we're going now. Oh, Jesus <laughs> is this a space one? The space one's next? Space one's next. Ah! Yes! <laughs> and this is probably where I'm like, I'm done with this series. It's like, I just need a revolver for my mouth. It's a lot better than the last two movies, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Space um, Jason. Despite some horrible bits. But we'll get to Jason X next week. I like number eight better than this one. I would watch eight again. You would watch eight again? Which one was eight again? The one we just the watched. The one we just watched. Jason Takes Manhattan. Girl. Oh, the Manhattan one. I would put movie. myself through that shit uh, again in order. In, they were both really bad. I don't even know how I would get make it. Well, this is the problem. This is what I'm saying. I think call. Jason Takes Manhattan is a worse film. I think it has no invention in it, no, no. ideas yeah. in it, no execution in it. But this one has too many ideas. But it has Jason in it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This movie, I think, is a better movie. It's still not a great movie, but a better movie. But it's a worse Friday the Thirteenth you know movie. I like Friday. eight because yeah, it has more Jason in it, but also it's comical. Because it's just kind of I think, bad this, one's, I think this one's comical too. I mean, this one means to be comical. The yeah. other one, I don't this think, one, meant to be comical. Yeah, I know, but that's what makes it good. This one was like, uh, we're going to, I don't know, it was just, I didn't, yeah, it was like too cringy to be comical. Where it's like, this is so annoying and. Well, ponder bad. on it, because when we get yeah. to the end, we have a last podcast where we're going to have to put them in order. So, oh, man. Sure this favorites isn't and least the end. favorites. This is not. We're getting there. Three more to go. <laughs> I don't know if I can survive this. Next three are very different. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, um, so, Justin, uh, would yes. you recommend people watch Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday? Yeah, actually. Um, because I had to watch it. So, <laughs> you should watch it. It's your reason for every, every single time. one. I had yeah. to watch it, so you have so to watch it. So, you should watch it. Can't wait for you to have kids. You're going to be like, I had to do it, so you have to do it. I had to do it. I would never it. put my kids through that. If, if it was like, yeah, would, right. you, would you recommend this? For, I'd be like, don't Just watch wait. it. Trust me. 10 Unless years from now, you're going to watch another podcast with Justin and he's going to have like a little sweater vest on and something. He's going to be like, we're watching Friday the 13th That's how we're going to change the, That's how we're going to change that question for you from now, Justin. It's not, what it, would you recommend it? It's like, would you recommend it to your kids? No. God, no. Don't watch this. Do something better. Like build a spaceship or something. So no from Justin. Katie, would you recommend? But for the other people's kids, yes, you should watch it. <laughs> other people's kids. Um... You really thinking about this? You really think about this? The only my so my only thing with it is to see the the change in the franchise. Like there is a huge transition jump here, huge. I hated this film. However, if you are wanting to kind of see that pivotal point of where I decided that I hated this film, this series or this series, I should say, um, then I guess for documentation purposes, give it a try. But you probably won't make it through the whole film because you don't need to. You yeah. don't need Once to. You hit those All cr- you got to know is that Freddy's little arm cloth hand makes an appearance at the end. Which doesn't even work. For Which doesn't on. work. Yeah, has doesn't. no basis in the film. Nothing. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to like make a Bruce Campbell mask and put it over the bounty Part hunter's the TV face whenever. and actually try and get that guy's voice to sound like Bruce Campbell and give him better dialogue... Basically, if you want to remake this movie, then you should watch it. There is, you could remake a good movie out of this This movie. would be so good. The whole time I was like, can't we just remake this one? Because you could have so much fun with this one. Yeah, but not the way they did it. I know. Um, it's just a series of disappointments, this film. Uh, absolutely not for me. I think this is a horrible film <laughs> um, on every regard. I don't think it's scary. I think it could be fun, but again, not as a as a Jason movie. If you're gonna watch it, like I say, go into it and just imagine it's an Evil Dead film, and yeah. I guarantee you will enjoy it more than you will as a Jason movie. Um, but as part of the Friday Thirteenth franchise, nope. I think I do probably replace it just above eight, but just because it's yeah, there's some there's some talent and idea going on in there. Whereas in eight, it was just devoid of everything. 
the next movie sorry i just clocked this on my list so the most one of these movies has cost so much so far it's five million dollars next one costs 14 million dollars so we're going astronomical production values now astronomical get it Please, we are uh, doing this podcast every... Please, we're doing this podcast <laughs> no, no, every please. week. Where we so review polite. a different Friday the 13th movie. Uh, you can go on iTunes, you can subscribe to us, uh, Geeks and Friday the 13th. And you can then link through to our We Are Tesla other podcasts that we do. We have a weekly show called Geeks, where we talk about the topical or tropical, if you like, video <laughs> games and movies. Tropical. That are happening every week. Uh, where I'm joined by Justin and other friendly faces. In the faces. Um, we have some other shows coming up. We've got some web series, and you can follow us on social medias and go to our URL, wearetessellate.com, where there you can link to everything and you can watch our movies because we are a production company in LA, Tokyo, and London, and we do movies stuff. This time you didn't say two S's and two L's. Yeah, yeah two S's, two L's for Tessellate, in case you're wondering. Uh, easiest way is just go on there we are tessellate.com two s's two l's and you can link to everything that we do Justin thank you for joining me thank you Katie thank you for joining me and please join me again next week when Jason goes to space space Jason don't encourage that just just go geeks geekies you didn't even do it